This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Start with Chris. Add a dash of sport, squeeze in some music, then shake, don't stir. And you've got the ultimate blend, LTID, with your host, Chris. Hello, good evening, good night, good morning, good afternoon, good day, goodbye. How the devil are you all? Welcome along to Leicester Till I Die TV. How are you? Are we getting used to the championship or the thought of the championship yet? I have been checking my sat nav for Rotherham and Plymouth, and it does uh, it does give me a, a stop off at Gorinda's house. So hey, we're all we're all going to Gorinda's for a party next season. Uh, I hadn't realised that it is. It, they do say that the effect it has on um, uh, on 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 the, the club and on on the city as well. Um, players are obviously the obvious ones, but also staff. But I've realised that I'm probably going to lose my BBC um, contributor status because they're only concentrating on the Premier League. And that intro that you've just seen, I'm going to have to redo that because it says Premier League on it. I mean, what the... the top, you're causing me so much work, it's untrue. But look, this is LTIDT from Leicester uh, till I die. We are live on Facebook, Twitter and on YouTube. Thank you for joining us and watching. Please do get your comments in um, the chat and we'll try and include as many of those as we can. For those of us that are listening on what is apparently the biggest podcast platform in the country, which is YouTube, uh, welcome along and thank you for lending me your ears. And if you are listening on your own uh, podcast on Catch Up, because it's live on YouTube podcast don't know what the difference is because it just looks just the same to me. But if you are on the old Spotify, Google, uh, Apple, iTunes, whatever it's called these days, thank you for lending me your ears. You are most welcome. And if you're rich buggers and I've got smart speakers, just ask it to play the podcast, Lester Till I Die. 
And of course, you can find us on all our socials there as well, either as LTID TV or Lester Till I Die. Going to be talking uh, in a a couple of weeks. Once we we know where we're going to be next season, but once it's all confirmed, we're going to be redoing the channel, looking at um, the shows we do. We've got some new presenters that will be joining us um, over the next few weeks, ready for the next season. And we've got some, shall we say old, I better be careful because I don't want him to hurt me, but some old presenters that are returning. But tonight it is the debate show, and this has been renamed to Let's Talk Leicester. Um, and uh, as always, we start off with one topic, and we're going to bring you in, guys, in if you've got different topics. We may not bring it up straight away, but what we'll do is star them and bring them in as we go along. Uh, a few hellos just to start with. Uh, hi, Fields. How the devil are you, sir? I'm looking forward to him switch away again. Um, Plymouth's not so far, actually. I've got to be honest with you. If, if Plymouth... In the championship, I've got I've got Southampton anyway. Whatever happens, I've got Southampton. Uh, Mike, good evening on modern duty again. <laughs> Here's to a good stream. Good evening, young Michael. Hope you are well. Uh, I, I still say don't know what happened there. And Nate is in from the good old US of A. How the devil are you, sir? Uh, or as we like to call it, of course, Trumpland. Uh, but you are welcome, one and all. Uh, right, let me get my guests in. We've got a few. Uh, we've got a few, so we've got two. Now, the first person is a lot younger than me, but his memory's going. So we're going to say welcome, Brad, to the prediction show, and let's bring him in. <laughs> welcome along, Brad. How the devil, can I take your first prediction, please? Sorry, who are you again? What am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been asking that question for three seasons. <laughs> Indeed. Um, You do know you do know that it is um, Wednesday today, don't you? Apparently, I've been informed by yourself and others that today is Wednesday and and not not prediction day. (laughs) Got oh, got oh, two games. Oh, it's European games tonight, isn't there? The old Champions. Uh, Ah, no one cares about that. We're not involved. Uh, It's just, just, it's just, yeah, very overrated. You know, it's give, give just one small, football. one small Manchester side playing some some Spanish giant. So yeah, yeah. And I say it isn't any, it isn't all these cracked up to be. Give me the Papa John's trophy anytime. Free um, pizza, mate. Over that any day of the week. Champions League no. don't do that, do they? You see. No. <laughs> and I've got to say, we're going to welcome back now a legend in his own mind. I was thinking how I could bring, how I could bring this guy back with an introduction that serves him well and there's only one thing i could think of doing you are watching lester till i die tv with chris and chums youtube facebook twitter instagram it's lester till i die tv oh there we go how the devil are you sir? good evening chaps how are you welcome back uh <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> I'm going to be locally. What I mean, no, nobody else has got their own uh, own introduction like that. Oh, there you go. You see, I'm, I must mean a lot to you guys, eh? Well, when I say nobody else has got their own introduction, um, we've still got. The- <laughs> there you go. Just for uh, just for Brad. Um, but uh, have you been keeping well, young Josh? 
I have, mate. Um, yeah, a lot going on. <clears throat> um, a lot of personal things, hence why I've not I've not been on the show for a while. But um, yeah, everything's sort of working. Everything's sort of working out on its own now. So it's um, it's it's looking a lot better, mate. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm getting there, but. I don't think, obviously, Leicester season ain't really helped, to be honest. No, 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 no. <laughs> over the edge. But actually, a few things have changed. The look out of the channel, the look of the channel, sorry, has changed. New presenters, like I say, coming in um, for next season and will be starting in a couple of weeks' time. Um, and different shows, like I say, different looks. And different channels, which we can't say quite at the moment, can we, Brad? But there are new channels afoot. New channels, yeah, well. that there is. That and there is. Course, since you've last been in, we've had Gorinda. I'm Premier League. I am elite. I am proper elite. No. I am Gorinda. Oh, what the she love is. we have for Gorinda is untrue. <laughs> and don't forget I the life of Brian as well. No, no. I, I did. I did see you play that clip the other day. I seen you. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember what re- review show it was though, and it did make me laugh. It was. Uh, it's unbelievable, really, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was. It, it is a great. <laughs> we, we, it was ten. It was just ten minutes of us corpsing, wasn't it, Brad? Well. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, we 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 can be unprofessional at the best of times when we plan it, but we could not help ourselves then. When I when you were playing it, I'll whack myself. When she said, I am Corinda, I am elite, I was like, Jesus Christ, she's going to go to AEW. I need to clip this, but what were you expecting? Pardon? Oh, yeah, I was expecting to say, my name is Corinda, hear me, bro. I thought she was going to call a Katy Perry mission. All I will say Um, is, come on, Middlesbrough, going down, I can just about accept. Going down with Forrest staying up hurts. Going down with Forest staying up and Coventry coming up, well, it's hell on earth, isn't it? You know, uh, <laughs> Anthony is in um, Facebook users. Please stick your name at the end, mate, so I know who you are. Uh, but your comment is there. Um, Neil is in. Good evening, Neil. Uh, I'd rather talk about sewage water than LCFC at the moment. <laughs> I didn't think Leicester was that bad, to be honest with you. I thought, you know, Peter Salisbury's back. All is right with the world. Uh, it's been a disaster. Yes, it has, totally. Uh, Top has been loyal to certain people. Um, he should have gone in the summer. Uh, we're going to be covering, of course, all these topics. Big Ants in. Good evening, Ant. How are you? I did speak to your brother. He was on the channel. Um Josh Brad said he'll beat you in an arm wrestle. <laughs> More than likely would. It's just for show. <laughs> he, he was. T- I think. I think. I think Brad was talking about one of those the dolls that you've made of yourself. You know, like you know. You know what was it in the seventies? Rock and sock and robots is what I was after. Got <laughs> <laughs> more chance of winning on that one. I Don't worry. Know. Unlike Anthony Joshua, I won't duck the fight, mate. I'll. I'll see you in Vegas for an arm wrestle. <laughs> Anthony as well I got it. I did pass it on via Richard I don't know whether he passed it on to you or not if it's anything like you he probably didn't uh, but I did ap- apologise to him for the um, the comments Stretch Armstrong that's the one that's the wrong and look Brad's showing off now just because he's managed to get the logo up and I'm like a kid with a new toy look 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 watch watch look there it is there it goes there it is there it goes I'll stop now I'll behave before Gorinda comes and asks me with a slip we can just do that. Oh. Uh, anyway, 
uh, Andrew, uh, we could be. I wouldn't mind being replaced by Luton, to be honest with you. Better that than Coventry. Uh, okay, look, let let's get into this because it has been uh, a season to forget. I mean, we we did touch on this, uh, Josh, before we came in. We, we we're down, aren't we? Oh, hundred percent, mate, hundred percent. I think personally, I mean, I thought a good month and a half, two months ago, I thought we were down then, you know, I know people were saying, obviously, we, we got rid of Brendan and it's sort of, oh, blue skies are here again, but it was just too late, mate. Um, yeah, 100% down and I, I've, I've been fully braced for it for quite a while now, to be honest. I mean, Brad, we, I've been, we, I did a show with with, um, with Dave recently and... Um, I remember, I remember the time you you two were way too young. But I remember the time we went down to League One, and there was an inevitability about it. So when it actually happened, it wasn't like we suddenly fell off the cliff with ten games to go. We were mid table before then. It was always, and it's been the same this year. And it's kind of like let's just get it on over with. Yeah, as I'll have you know, I wasn't all that young. I was I was a, a nineteen-year-old when we was in League One. In fact, I had a season ticket to the League One day, so I was I, I, I'm I'm youthful in face, but not not in reality, unfortunately for myself. But uh, I, 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 yeah, there was, just, wasn't there? Was... I'm the same as well, Brad. I, I'm not I'm not that young, Chris. I wish I was, but I remember that. I, I went down. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> take compliments. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, that's that's true. But no, yeah, you're right. I mean, we, we we mentioned it sort of over the past couple of weeks when we've talked about it. And and we had, what, 14th, 15th, 16th, 20th finishes in the Championship. We knew it was coming. Yeah. Um, it's not happened in that period the way it did for the League One days, but it has felt like... I've never felt truly confident the Leicester were going to turn a corner. And the more the longer the season went on, and the less times we we managed to turn the corner, the more I started just accepting the fact that we we're never going to turn this corner, and we were going to rely on three other teams being worse than us. And unfortunately, bar, barring me dad, you know, you know, barring me dad casting another miracle on the earth, um, it looks like it's all but done. Yeah, I mean, well, seeing okay, guys, seeing as you uh, remember those times, um, Josh. 2003-04, we finished 18th in the Premier League. Uh, Mickey Adams was in charge, and then at the end, Bassett and Wilkinson took over because uh, Mickey Adams left. Um, he wasn't sacked, actually. He was one that wasn't sacked. He left. And then after that, like, like Brad alluded to there, we came 15th, 18th, and 19th. Uh, 15th, we had Bas- Bas- Basket, Basket case, Bassett and Wilkinson, and then uh, Brad's favourite manager took over, Craig Levine. And then in 2005-06, Levine was in place until Rob Kelly took over. 2006-07, Rob Kelly was in charge before Worthington took over. And then in 2007-08, we had uh, Martin Allen, who was replaced by Rudkin, Big Hole and Stowell, who was replaced by Megson, who was replaced by Burroughs and Taggart, who was replaced by Holloway. I'm <laughs> surprised we went down. Um, it, like you say, there has been that inevitability, hasn't there? Hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. I cast back to, I think probably the only show I've done this season is the uh, the watch along for the Brentford game, first game of the season. And um, I remember, I remember it was both saying at the time when you know we two and up, and you thought, you know what, we might have a decent crack at it this season. And then when they came back 
made it 2-2. I think we both said at the end of the game, because we were literally hanging on for the point, we both said we could be in for a really long season here because mm. I think... I think, to be fair, I think the stone was set then, to be honest. You could sort of see, we, we've sort of got players that are very much confidence players. When the going's good, you know, we play, we, we can play decent football and, and get results. But as soon as panic, as soon as panic sets in and we start conceding goals, as we've seen all season, lads, they just drop arse and, and that's it. You just know the next goal's going to come, the next goal's going to come. So, yeah, it's, it's been like all season, mate. Um, like you say, you know, you, you go back to the um, 07 08 season when we, got, when we got relegated from the championship. And it's strange. I was listening to um, another podcast today called Under the Cosh. If you ever, if you ever get a chance, if you ever, or if you ever listen to it, it's really good. They have ex footballers on and stuff. And um, they'd got more. I was listening to a Martin Allen one and he went through his time at Leicester. Um, and he was saying just beyond, beyond the scenes, it were an absolute mess. Um, you know, his squad size was huge and there were no communication. And I think it's sort of a lot of parallels to that sort of time this season. I think um, there's stuff that there's not been communicated well with fans. Um, hence, you know, Chris, you brought it up at the start of the season when Top didn't come out and say, well, we couldn't buy for quite a while. And it sort of left us all a bit confused. Um, there's stuff that I don't think, I don't think these things have been told. There's just, just a lot of confusion and a lot of obviously negativity at the minute, which you're going to get when you you know you, you you're being relegated from the prem from basically it's the best league in the world, isn't it? So it's it's just been, it's been an absolute circus to be honest. It really has. Did he mention the the fact that he wanted blue and white flowers everywhere by the <laughs> Martin Allen? <laughs> No, he, he he didn't. But um, I think he he brings up Mandarich and Mandarich was signing players left, right, and centre that he didn't want. He mentions that he had Jimmy Floyd Applebank at the Marriott Hotel in Leicester, and he turned up and says, "I'm signing for you today." And Martin Allen was like, "Oh yeah," he had no idea. So it's well worth a watch anyway. It's really good. It is really yeah. good. It gives you good insight into. I don't know what you mean about us having too many players because I've actually got the squad from that we started that season with. Um, I don't think we've got too many players there, have we, <laughs> Brad? No, not enough, mate. That, that's only enough to fill half of Forrest's dressing room this season. That, that's small fry numbers. <laughs> that is scary, actually. When I did that, that is scary. I mean, the players that just left the club during the season is it, 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 quite a long list. As you can see, that'd be a squad on its own. But... Um, all I will say is that season, we didn't even actually have a number one. Some would argue that's the same this season. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not going to be drawn into that. Uh, but look, Leicester for life, good evening. How are you? Um, Trad Nichols says, does it feel like a... Well, he said, does feel like a Peter Taylor year. Brad, I'll stick with you because I don't know if it does because with Peter Taylor, I don't think we were expecting that, were we? No, not until all the exploits that happened in his second summer, um, um, which was, um, you know, he ripped the core of that team apart, didn't he? Walsh, yeah. go, Colin Moore, he didn't give a rat's arse about, um, other players were chucked out the door. I mean, we were very fortunate that he couldn't or actually saw a reason to keep hold of players like Is it and, and, and Elliot, who, who eventually helped us bounce back up and, 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 and serve us well for, a, for at least another 
couple of years because you probably need that this time this year, funny enough. We'll probably need, no matter if we pull off a, a great escape or in the championship, we're probably hoping that there's a few players in that dressing room, i.e. Vardy. Maybe now we're at a desperate point where it's even Evans is included in that. Mm. That, that, that gives a hint to something that I've, I've put forward in 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 uh in the preview show we'll do for the Newcastle game, but you know um you sure about that? Well, maybe I don't know. It depends what day it is if I remember or not. <laughs> but no, um yeah, I, I, he's not he's not done the exact same, but it it, it it almost feels like not being able to rebuild that squad. It's almost like the opposite effect of that has enabled the downfall of this squad. Not it's not been a case of. Um, ripping it apart for no good reason, which it was under Taylor. It's more of a case of he wasn't given the ability to 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 rebuild and chuck chuck out Deadwood and and his own Deadwood for that matter with some of the players. So it's kind of the opposite to how Taylor ruined Leicester, isn't it? In a, in a weird way, and it's funny how two things can do have the same effect. I mean, good evening to Scott, by the way. Uh, and the gentleman in the middle, I put his name up, um, but the guy in the middle, it's Tyson. Don't don't upset. You don't want to upset Tyson. You don't want to see uh, Tyson when he's angry, I tell you. You think the Hulk bursts out of his uh, top. Well, I'll tell you what, when Josh is angry, his shorts don't stay on either. Uh, what can i just say much to his wife's pleasure but i just i just about to say there's a comment there there's a comment there give me a minute (laughs) josh i mean let's take it right back to last season we we'd started last season we'd come off an fa cup win and let's be honest with you that fa cup win we weren't brilliant you know, I mean, we had the fantastic goal. Of course we did. But we we won VAR and, and Ben Chilwell's big toenail, you know, because I think if they'd equalised, I don't think we would have won that. But at the end of that season, you could see, I think, I think we, you know, it was almost like plasters over an open wound because, you know, we'd somehow managed to finish eighth. We'd got through to a, a European semi-final and everybody sort of thought, well, Everything in the in 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 the gardens rosy. Yeah, I don't. I mean, at the start of the season, obviously, you know, we we couldn't sign anybody for reasons due to FFP and things like that. And I think a lot of us were sort of sitting there thinking, well, you know, we can't sign anybody, but we've obviously we've got a decent squad. You know, we we, we have got good players. You know, a lot of these players, as you say, won the FA Cup and, and finished. You know fifth two seasons in a row so there's no reason as to why we could have you know maybe maybe not top six I thought that was well beyond our reach regardless what gonna happen this season anyway but I thought, personally I thought you know maybe we could finish you know ninth tenth and then see it through till summer you know bring new players in and, and ship out you know the the lesser fancied ones and then go again but I I, I, I mean I, I can't really put my finger on where well, you can put your finger on where it's gone wrong, but I, I don't see how, you know, as I say, th- these are players that, you know, won the FA Cup, got got through to, you know, semi-final of, of you know, it's the lesser fancy um, European competition, but it's European football anyway, you know, it will Roma that knocked us out, you know, they're, they're no mugs. So, yeah. and I don't, <clears throat> can't really understand how so many 
decent players have, have just completely regressed for us this season. It, it's it's beyond it's beyond bizarre, really. And there's there's obviously got to be a, a massive reason as to why. Um, and they've just completely down tools, isn't they? Pretty much. It's that's yeah. that's the only thing I can think of, really. I mean, Brad. You've got to say, and we'll come on to top and this season in a bit. Uh, Josh has already alluded to it, but um, you've got to say, you know, he was trying to. We, you know, we, we'd had that flirt with um, with champions, you know, with with Europe for two seasons running. He was trying to keep us still challenging for Europe. That's probably why we didn't sell Tielemans maybe when we should have done because he wanted to try and go for that. And you've got to say, as fans, we'd have been disappointed if maybe he'd made cutbacks then. Yeah, um, I mean, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but when when any club goes through a a very indigenous, I think that's the right word, I'm just trying to be clever there, right off the source this morning. <laughs> when I go through a golden age, it's easy, I'll just say that, stick, stick to what you know, Brad. When I go through like a golden age, um, you have to look at where it went wrong for certain teams and where it ended. Because every, every good era, every good golden segment that a club has always comes to an end, no matter how good you are. Look at Fergie with Manchester United. Look yeah. at Jurgen Klopp and his spell with, with Liverpool. I mean, they've tated off this season and they've done it a bit. They've tated off over the last few seasons because they've stuck with what they know. One thing we've always said on here, Chris, isn't it? Especially me and you, is... Alex Ferguson didn't win all them trophies with the same 25 players. He was happy to rip a whole squad up that had reached its peak. He was brave. He would he would take them players out. He would churn them out of the club. He'd bring in new talent. He'd work them into the club. And then no Man United fan even batted an eyelid to, you know, oh, oh no, where, where are we going to go without these defenders from 97, 98? Well, don't worry, we've got a Rio Ferdinand. Oh, what about when he retires? Well, don't worry, we've got an Amanda Vidic, and so on and so forth. And that was that was the flux for their success. That was the mainstay for their success. And if you look throughout history, and in, in any sport, when a team has had a good era, the thing that's brought it to a sour note, like it looks like it's going to happen to Leicester's golden era this 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 time, is they stuck with it too long. And the problem is, you can say what you like about them being professionals, oh, they're on this much, they should be able to do it. You burn out. You listen to any retired star that talks about their past and their success, they say, I was just spent. I was gone. I had given 110% for three years, three seasons, whatever, however their sport works in that terminology. And they went, we tried to do it again, and it was just too much. We couldn't, even though we... We knew we had the talent to do it. We were just exhausted. And unfortunately for Leicester fans, Top had the choice of gamble or rebuild. And no Leicester fan at the start of the season before it all kicked off begrudged him gambling in and saying, you've done it for so long, you can do it one more. The problem is sometimes you push a team like that too far. And I think we just suffer from major burnout. I think that's what this entire team has suffered from major burnout. Forget all the other little factors aside, like a certain dodgy signing that's just being mentioned there. Um, you know, the main core of that squad, you know, the idols of that squad, the Vardis, the Tillemans, the Madisons, like you mentioned, and, 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 and so on and so forth, they just hit the peak with Leicester. And unfortunately, gambling on one more year, wow, 
look where we are in the league for gambling on one more year instead of moving on. And, and that's just unfortunate. It is. I mean, Josh, you've got to, like I say, you've got to sort of say that, that top, he, he's not taking us down the Leeds route. Okay, you know, I mean, they, they gambled on European football and they went, Bust. I don't think we're in that sort of situation. I think Top's tried to keep us out of that sort of situation. But, like, you know, he's, like Brad said, hindsight's a, a wonderful thing, um, especially if you pour baked beans in your eyes. <laughs> oh, it's a good one, and I will use it. It's funny. <laughs> um, all I can say Maybe is we this. could live without the wisecracks. I think I'm should. telling you, you're starting on less and less points for this joke off with Doug if I'm still the judge. <laughs> um, but there was there was a fear of, of we could do that because we cannot compete, can we? With the, with the with the I mean, we were finishing fifth, and can I just say, no disrespect to Anthony, who wasn't one of these, but all the Arsenal fans that were saying that Leicester City had bottled Champions League. Football, <laughs> yes, Arsenal. Uh, talking about bottling, where are you at the moment? But look, you know, <laughs> I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. But you know, we we went for it, didn't we? But we can't seriously compete as much as some some fans and every club has them, and Leicester as much as anybody else. And some, well, as some fans think that we should be up there and we now should be eating at the top table every season, we simply cannot. Newcastle wouldn't be where they were. If they didn't have the money, yes, we've got investment. Of course, we have. And Rochdale would look at us and go, "Bloody hell, Leicester City have got rich owners," but we're not in that bracket, are we? I think, I think you're right. You are right about we're not in that bracket. I mean, the owners are, you know, they've clearly got money, but I think. I think you can compete, but it's being very shrewd in your business. Now, this season, obviously. You know, we, we won. We won the league. Um, you know, we got a scout in Steve Walsh, who you know scouted Golo Kante. Season season before that, he brings in other players. Season before that, he brings Riyad Mahrez. So you can compete to a certain extent, but you've got you've got to have the backroom staff that can note can spot players and say, yeah, these are going to do a job for us. These are going to do a job for us. So you can compete like that. But I think I think. Having that, having that ability in competing like that, you can only do it for so long because as we found out, you know, the season after we won the Premier League, we were in a relegation battle then pretty much, I'd say, a good half of the season at least. Um, but you are right, with, you know, without major, major backing, and I mean, you know, levels of Man City, um, Newcastle now, without that sort of money and, and investment, you're not going to be able to consistently do it, which I think we, we will see Newcastle doing that each and every season now. It, it genuinely wouldn't surprise me if the likes of them... Are, are, it, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they win the league in the next four or five years. I think it, it, something like that is going to come for them. Um, I, I think, you know, I mean, in, in, as you say, in hindsight now, and I'm not going to repeat the uh, repeat the joke that you said, um, I think look, looking at it now and looking back and you think, at the time, you know, finishing fifth was a bit of a disappointment for us because we were sat in the Champions League places for so long during them two seasons. But you look back now and you think, God, they were, you know, we we did we did brilliant to finish fifth, you know, considering, you know, you've got the likes of Tottenham, Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs, um, Spurs Liverpool. Um, we did really well. Um, 
I think it's just going to keep getting worse, though, mate. To be honest with you, not you know, not not for Leicester personally, um, but I think I think other teams, the bigger teams, are going to look at your Newcastle's now and think, you know, we really need to book our ideas up and we really need to seriously spend. And I think the days of you say smaller teams like us. I don't like admitting that we're you know we're a smaller team, but no, compared no, to the, compared compared to the top six, we are. Um, I don't think you'll ever see a fair retail like ours ever. Not in not in our lifetime anyway, because the big six won't allow it. And 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 I don't think I don't think the Premier League are going to allow it. And that's not me saying you know conspiracy theorist sort of thing. But I think the big six the big six teams get they get favoured a lot. And I think you can add Newcastle into that mix now. You know I think it's going to be a big seven more than anything. So yeah, I mean I, at the end of the day, mate. You know I'm I'm, I'm more than happy that I've, you know I've, I've been around to uh, to witness. We we have had success over the last ten years. It's been incredible, but unfortunately, it looks like our um, our race is ran for now. We'll be back definitely. I think we'll be back, but I think it might it might take quite a while. I think I think you're going to in disguise. You know, little old Lester. She didn't like that. Don't let her hear you say <laughs> that. You know, <laughs> Brad. I mean, James says that top ten is a great season for a, for a club. And I, I, well, Craig always says this story that when he used to go and see Leicester under Martin O'Neill with his son, Scott, and he said to him, remember these times because they may never be this good again. And I was talking to my son and I said to him about this one we've just been on. You know, I mean, we, we've won that thing. We've won the FA Cup. Uh, we've won the Community Shield. I've actually seen my team... Um, Oh, I've seen. I saw them win the League Cup, but to see them win the the the, the Community Shield at Wembley, um, these have been great, great times. But you know, we, we may not see them again. And we, but we we have seen them. And there's not many clubs that have, and we should be grateful. But yes, top ten. Will we get any ideas above our station? I, I don't think we were. I think we were the original blueprints for what teams are going to need to do because you you know just talked there about you know maybe realizing actually fifth was a fantastic season if you really look back over it it really was because i remember and i know we kind of joked about it saying oh before the fixtures come out obviously it won't be next season you know unless like i said unless a miracle happens but we for the last like three or four seasons we've been getting man city and liverpool um, round about Christmas, Boxing Day sort of thing every every season. And take me back. Take me back sometimes because who would have... If you'd have told me, right, back in... Was it 14, 15 when we got promoted or was that the Great Escape year? I always get confused. 14, 15 was the Great Escape. Right? Yeah. yeah. If you'd have told me back then, right, after we just pulled off the Great Escape, that Leicester were going to be... Not only playing in, 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 in this newfound conference league, but they'd be in the Champions League, let alone the quarterfinals of it, better than Man City did that year or any other English club. Leicester would win the Premiership. I'd have had to throw you in the loony bin. I mean, let's not forget, you know, like you say, enjoy these things. I think we've, we've, we were in the right momentum and doing all the right things. I mean, everybody wants to throw a spanner at us and go, oh, yeah, but you were the, you were the team that was in four, top four the longest and then you choked it near the end. Yeah, and you lot were scratching your heads and, and, and pulling at straws wondering who's going to stop Man City or Liverpool winning the league three years because Leicester was that second 
Leicester are the only team that will land in the glove on either of them two clubs for, for two or three years. So, boy, boy, if someone had said that to me, that's what you're going to see over the next eight years, even if it ends in relegation on this one. Re let me relive it. Let me relive it. I'll spend another 10 years in the championship and do it all over again if it results in the exact same thing happening in 20 years' time. Damn right I will, mate. Because there is teams out there that have never seen it and may never see it in their lifetime. They may never see a Johnson's paint, a, a Papa John's trophy, let alone League Cups and FA Cups. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's only because they want a piece of the action. Hey, there you go. Oh, <laughs> oh for God's sake. Oh. Maybe we could live without the wisecracks. Some of your... <laughs> Some of your jokes are just a bit cheesy, aren't they, mate? Oh, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> tone drop. <laughs> I like to bring people down to my level. That's what it is. I mean, uh, Josh, I've just written down here as 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 Brad was talking. Um, we were looked upon, and I put this in my in my Tuesday Tuesday talking point uh, a few weeks ago that. Leicester City used to be the blueprint for how clubs wanted to be run like. We wanted to be, we were the model that other clubs were looking at. It's now it's like a, a model you buy and there's pieces missing. But would we now have the uh, Brighton, the Brentford, the Villa this season if Leicester hadn't... Or let's, let's include Spurs in that because they've never won anything. But would these clubs be where... Sorry, Spurs fans. Would this club, those clubs like the Brightons and the Brentfords, Fulham, we'll, we'll, we'll see because you know they've they've only just come up, uh, but they are now they've kind of taken the mantle on, haven't they? I think so, yeah, and <clears throat> I think you are right, especially you know the the season obviously we won the league, and there were a lot of other fans, you know, of, of, of smaller teams. Let's say I'm, you know, no disrespect to any of the clubs that you just said because you know you look at them now and they are, you know, they're challenging for the top eight, top seven some even top six. So I think they did look at us and they were envious because, you know, we had, um, as I say earlier, you know, a, a brilliant scout, a brilliant scouting network, owners who just did everything they could um, for the fans, for the club. Um, and just the whole vibe around the club was just, it was just positive, you know. And, and then, you know, after that, obviously we had a, I think, you know, season after that, like I say, you know, we, we, Threatened relegation and stuff, and then obviously getting rid of Claudio. But the only thing, I mean, I think up until this season, um, may, you could you could probably go into last season as well. I think every decision that the that the owners made, and 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 obviously you know top on his own now, bless him, is made is sort of his. If you look you look back in hindsight now, there's that word again, and say you know what they it, it was the right decision. It may not have felt it at the time, like you know when we got rid of Claudio, I was devastated. But you know looking back now, you think there's a good chance we'd have been relegated then, yeah. to be honest, because yeah. we would just get on a down just downward trajectory. But yeah, I, I think you're totally right, mate. I think I'm I wouldn't say it's just purely down to us, but I think the way the club's been run for the last <clears throat> ever since the owners come in, to be honest. Um, I think it has made other teams and, and other clubs maybe look at us. I've just seen that. <laughs> um, look at us and say, as you say, mate, you know, that, that, that's how a club should be run and, and they're picking up little things off us here and there. So, which can only be a good thing, really, because, you know, as much as I've, I've hated watching us 
completely capitulate this season. I've enjoyed watching, you know, your teams like your Brentfords and you know your Fulhams and even Villa. Too. I mean, I, I can't stand Villa, but the football they play has been fantastic. So we have seen some good. Definitely, hundred percent. After I mean, I, I reckon if if they can kick on again next season, I fully expect them to be in top six. I think they've been brilliant, as of you know the other teams. So, as much as it, it's been an awful season personally for us being Leicester fans, I um, mean it, it's good to see the, the the smaller teams than the you know not not the big six that are they're challenging, especially you know Brighton. They've been absolutely unbelievable. So hopefully things like that will continue. It just makes football a lot more interesting. Yes, yeah, hey, Brad. All right. I mean, we know we know Brendan's got his faults. We know he has been, he's ripped the heart out of the players. You know, uh, why wasn't he knocking on doors asking for contracts to be put in front of them, etc., etc., etc.? But should he have gone at the end of last season? I think in a weird way he should have, because again, you 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 talk about a team coming to the end of its era. I think maybe, and again, sentiment plays a big part in Leicester, in what's gone wrong at Leicester unfortunately and it's not it's not nice that it is you know because you'd like to say that faith was paid in the players and the manager for all they've achieved and and and, and they should answer back with many thanks on the football pitch and we haven't seen that this season unfortunately mm. um but yeah maybe maybe you know what do they always say you want to go out on a high on your career FA Cup it's taken us to a European semi-final. This club may never go to a European semi-final again in, in, in either any of our lifetimes or any any three of our lifetimes. We may never see that again, you know. And, and if I'm a manager and I'm, I'm, I take my Leicester hat off for a moment, say say I'm like um, Thomas Frank, how long will he stay at Brentford for? Will he guide them into Europe? Will he do two seasons? Or will he look at that season and say, well... You know what? We finished. You know, let's talk future for them. Let's say they finish fifteenth, stay up while they're skinning their teeth, but they they do okay in Europe. Will he then go? Oh no, let's try again. We can do it. Or will he go? You know what? I'd give you European dream. It's someone else to do now and move on. And maybe Brendan should have done that. Maybe he peaked. You know, things that he, you know, because now he's tarnished his own record as as, as well as us. I mean, it's got so bad for him. He's had to wait for seven interviews, in, you know, potential managers to turn down before he's a number one choice for Spurs. So it's got that bad for him. Spurs are desperate for him. So at least they'll be in the championship next year when we get promoted. But yeah, maybe he should have. Maybe he should have seen the warning signs and bailed out then. I think, I mean, I think I said right at the start, didn't I, Josh, that maybe it was sticking a plaster over an open wound, the signs. You know, we had a good end of season last year but that you know, didn't hide the fact that up until that point we, we were fighting relegation even then but I always say Josh West Ham I seem to be a club that seemed to follow us in everything we do you know the, yeah. and this season has been the same they're in a European semi-final almost probably got one foot in the final uh, but you know, they've only just stayed up by the skin of their teeth so next year they'll probably get relegated it, it it, again, the rumours are that Moyes may be going in, um, going in the, in the end of the season anyway. But would would it? Do you think we would have had these problems had we? Because everybody was saying. I mean, everybody said Cla- Claudio when he came in. Claudia, Claudia Winkleman said about Claudio. <laughs> when he in, that he's a one-season manager. He comes in, he has a good season, and then he trails off. Um, 
and everybody was saying about Brendan, three seasons, and that's it. Um, should 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 he have gone in your eyes? I mean, personally, it was after the Forest FA Cup game when off at the time, and I remember messaging you about it, saying he's that's it for me. He's got to go. And even then, you sort of think, well, you know, we weren't doing that bad in the league. Um, was it was that last season? Yeah, it'd have been last season. Yeah, last season. Yeah. At the time, we weren't doing that, but I think we were like floundering around mid-table. Performances weren't obviously weren't great, but I think the I think that the only the only thing that I don't think he'd have left on his own accord, um, purely for the fact that no matter what, I mean, his severance pay from what we've heard is mega money really I mean to, to get that much money if you get the sack it's ridiculous I don't think any of us would mind getting the sack ever again if we were getting that sort of money I could, I could no, take give, give me the job now I'll, I'll quit tomorrow I'll sack me tomorrow if that's the payoff it was as big as everybody was saying because he only literally had his, his contract ran out in a year's time at the end of next season so I don't think he was going to get a huge payout I mean, everybody used to say, like, yes, he's been he's been Leicester's most highly paid manager. That's just the times we live in. But I don't, you know, he wasn't he wasn't on this ten million a season that everybody was sort of saying he was. I think I think he more than anything. I think he's 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 definitely and as, as we've seen it and we've all witnessed, he's definitely a man of pride and he's very stubborn. Um, <laughs> don't really like. Really? Did, did, didn't really like didn't really like admitting he was wrong. Um, you know, obviously, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's, I suppose it's good personality traits to have. If you're that confidence in your own ability, then there's, there's nothing wrong with that, really. But as we've seen this season, you know, constantly playing Danny Ward. <laughs> I don't I think that's very harsh to call Josh that. He's only been back <laughs> 40 minutes. And I clicked on yeah. it. I thought, oh, that wasn't good timing. But you were talking about Brendan. <laughs> um... Yeah, you know, like just decisions he's made along the way, and you can tell that he's he's a very stubborn man. Um, and it's, it's, you know, we've even seen in you know not, not just this season, you know, last season, season before, he's made certain decisions where you think, God, you know, I don't really see his reasoning here, and and I don't really know why he's doing this, but he persisted and persisted. And at the end of the day, mate, listen, I think I'm. I, Regard, I mean, this season's just been a complete disaster, and I think you know his hands were tied to a certain extent because we couldn't in the summer. Obviously, there was no way we could back him with what's come out. Um, but again, he, he's got the play. He had the players to keep us out of the position we are in, not get us in the position we're in. I mean, look, he, he dropped Kaglas or Yunchi, who's come back and been one of the better, one of the best defenders we've had all season. And he's played, what, five, six games now, something like that. Not perfect, but a lot better than what we've had. Um, yeah. Wouldn't play with the so wouldn't refuse to drop Danny Ward until like, you know, three or four games before he got the sack. I'm not saying Everson's come in and set the world a lot, but he's been a lot better than what Danny Ward's been. And he sort of think, you know, Addy sort of changed his mind and been less stubborn and, you know, held his hand up and said, listen, I'm going to give these lads a go. I've been wrong about making Danny Ward my number one, not playing Soyuncu. You sort of think, well, you know, would we be in the position we are in now? Yeah. And apparently, uh, it's just uh, 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 breaking news, they have just released that we, we, apparently, because of course, the players come out, to, well, the, the teams are announced or they come out to um, when you're smiling just before the um, 
There's a, again, I'm not sure who it is. I can hear something, some feedback. Don't know who that might be, but um, no, it's not you actually, uh, Brad. Because did you just put yourself on mute then? It, no, it might. It might. Be, it might be. Right, me now, I'll mute myself. See if you've got. And um, yeah, no, I can. Yeah, that that does help. <laughs> some things don't change, Josh. Brad, Brad still echoes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why it does it because it's worked so well for so long, and I've not changed a thing, and it just it's starts just again. Started. It's only just started. It's a weird. Well, it's this phone. Anyway, I'm gonna throw it in the bin. But apparently, um, yeah, we 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 come out, don't we? To uh, I can't do that joke now because I've not saved it, so I'm gonna have to bring that up in a minute. So let's come back to that. Uh, this season, Brad, um, look, Top's been accused of taking his eye off the ball. You could say he's been let down by Susan Whelan and John Rudkin. Um, do you do you think? Well, I think I don't know where this is going, but I'm going to ask it anyway. He handled that whole not having the money situation badly. I think he did. The only unfortunate thing is, no matter how much we have a fondness and love for Top and his family, there's only going to be a handful of people that know the truth. Was he never informed to pass on the message to, to Brendan? Was he never exactly told? Did, had he entrusted the likes of Rudkin and, and, and Susan Whelan to produce the finances, put them on the record, show Brendan what he's got to work with? Was he under the impression that Tweedledee and Tweedledum were actually doing the job that they paid for? Because clearly they obviously weren't. It, it's so assuming that way because it just sounds like it doesn't work out in my mind. And there's not a lot going on in there. So, you know, that's probably why. But I can't fathom how somebody who does everything, not just for this club, but does everything it can for this city, to improve this city, to take this city into its heart and do all it can, leave somebody, leave, then suddenly goes to leave the manager high and dry and not tell him he's got no transfer budget till the 30, 30th or 31st of, of August. It, do, it doesn't make sense. It almost sounds like that miscommunication was a case of, well, why, why wasn't I informed of this earlier? You know, it sounds like two little rats have been squeaky, squeaky, squeaking and licking arse trying to make sure they don't get in trouble. <laughs> and it's really, unfortunately, it's cost. Uh, yeah. And the thing is, though, Josh, I mean, uh, uh, if you don't laugh, you'll cry because look what it's cost us as a club. It's cost yeah. us. And, and, you know, we talk we talk about the Soyuncu thing. I agree. Bellend. Absolute bellend for not bringing him into the squad. But if you're told, you know, if you're told, you're going to have a budget and you hear nothing else, you know, because he, he, he went away, didn't he? And he said, I've got, as far as I was aware, I was going to get a budget. It wouldn't be great because we didn't get Champions League football, but I'd have a budget. So we started planning players we'd bring in. <coughs> Adam O'Neill-Luckman. <coughs> Sorry, I got something in my throat then. Um, it's like a loan stuck in my throat. Um, you know, there were certain players that he was planning to bring in that weren't going to cost an arm and a leg, but they were going to, Again, continue that cycle, the rinse and repeat that was Leicester. And he just kept getting told something different every week. And I think if you're the owner, and I'm not saying he was putting his feet up in Thailand by any means, he obviously had the stress of the business. Totally understand that that, you know, if he, if, he, if that business goes post, we ain't got a club, so he can't help the club out if he's not trying to fix the problems. That end. 
and if you pay two little rats um, to do a job and they don't suddenly stop doing a job and start licking arse and telling you lies, this is the problem you get. I mean, we don't have to go to bargain, bargain on and try and, you know, try and get, and I'm not saying he's not a good defender, but we were paying 15 million for Wild Phase. We were shopping in the championship for Harry Sutar. We were shopping for the 19th choice Huddersfield Town goalkeeper and Alex Smithers. You know, it just, uh, you know, two rats buried away in and, 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 and like rats, mate, they don't have spines. So, allegedly, allegedly, that's the word of the day. When Brad is on, the word of the day is allegedly. You know, I, I, there's, there's a lot of um, unanswered um, squeaks that um, didn't get sounded out. And I think top maybe. I would, you know, I'd actually like if Top was very ruthless at the end of the season and said, you know what, this tit and this tit, tit weedled in, tweedled dumb, did not let this club down. They're gone, sack them. And, you know, a bit ruthlessness because I think sometimes he's been found wanting and not made a, not made a tough call. Yeah. For those, uh, I only have to type that and use that banner when, uh, when, when Brad is in the chat. <laughs> All that is, of course, <laughs> hashtag allegedly. For those of you that are old, are old enough to know the song, Can't Tell the Bottom from the Top uh, by the Hollies will be our new uh, walkout song, apparently. Um, <laughs> Scott says that's definitely needed to be clipped. Brad, um, I'm not repeating it. LCFC says, hello. Um, how are we on this modern? modern, modern oh, yeah, yeah, all right. Read it for yourself. I'm comfortable with that word. Uh, we, has he been let down, Josh, by the two people that he should have entrusted to run the club? 100 percent, mate. Um, at the end of the days, as you say, you know, since <clears throat> since you know his dad died, he's been trying to run the show on his own, and as as Brad said, you know, first and foremost, King Power's got got to come before anything, really, because as Brad said, you know, without without King Power doing well and, and his business going well, the club don't get run as as well as you know we, we've all lived through for the last you know since they came in. So I think you know, obviously, they still got you know Rudkin and Susan Whelan in charge, and you know there has been plenty of times where we've sort of sung their praises and thought you know yeah you know they're doing good bits of business here but I think this season it's just I I, I don't know what's gone on and he's been let down massively because at the end of the day they're employed to see the day-to-day -day business of the club um, and from going from what, what Brad said about um, you know the old um, transfer fees and, and, and money and stuff and what Brendan said he was going to be able to get and what he weren't going to get and I think it goes to show that somewhere along the way there's, there's been there's been a lot of lies told and hopefully in the future it'll all come out you know I imagine at the time Brendan couldn't come out and say well no Top's not said anything to me about this you know so he, he obviously can't say that but somewhere along the line either Brendan's lying or Top's lying or Rudkin's lying or Susan Whelan's lying and it, I think you know in Looking back now, when had 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 as you say, Chris, a top come out at the start of pre-season and said, "Listen, we can't spend because um, European FFP was I think it was European FFP looking into us, um, so we can't we, we literally can't spend until we can release players. At least as fans, we knew then, right? Well, we know we know where we stand. No, no use looking at uh, transfer news and, and players potentially coming in because we can't buy them until we sell." 
as a fan base, I think that would have been, it probably cut him a lot more slack. And it probably to cut Brendan a lot more slack, to be honest, as well, because you think, right, well, these are the players that he's working with. The same players from last season, so we know they can do a job. So maybe, you know, get behind them a bit more. Rather than being in the limbo we were thinking, well, who's coming in? Like, you know, we'd, we'd, loads of, like, the Forest, you know, I know they had to sign God knows how many players because they didn't really have a squad at the start of, at the start of pre-season. Looking at them enviously, thinking, well, they've signed in like 20 players. How come we can't buy anybody? Because nothing was said until six or seven games into the season. By then, we'd lost six or seven on the trot, or I think we maybe drew one. And we're sitting there thinking, what's going on? Like, you know, something ain't right. And then it come out and then you're thinking, well, you know, nearly a good quarter of the season. You know, we're not that far into a a good quarter of the season and we are where we are, you know. So I think, I think... Overall, mate, I mean, answering your question again, he has been let down massively, but he's got to take a lot of the blame top as well. As, as much as, we, you know, we, we all blame Brendan and, and rightly so because we are where we are because of his management. Our firm, our management, our firm, I firmly believe that. Um, but top, I'll take, he's got to take a lot of criticism this season. He really has. I'm just going to go through here, though, Brad. Um, but yes, top does... The, the book stops with him. When it comes to the playing side, whether you love him, hate him, whoever the manager is, the book stops with the manager. That's what he's doing. And, and as the owner of the club and as the chairman of the club, the book stops with him. And we do give a lot of, well, we said there, Susan Whelan, Jod Rudkin, uh, letting him down. But, you know, we've got to not forget, of course, Andrew Neville, who's the football operations director, has got has, has got a lot to answer for. Um communications director do do we have a do we have a communications director apparently we do andrew herrily i mean what the hell does he been doing for his job because the communication between leicester city and the fans and the press has been absolutely awful but let's not forget as i am looking here the directors of the football club there's a what so top i'm not going to attempt the surname uh oh good god there's four directors of this football club a what top Shaili Lu, uh, Susan Whelan, and Apichit, obviously Top's brother. So there's not just him. You know, he's got his brother involved. Other family members, I'm sure, are giving him advice as well. They've got to take their fair share. Yeah, of course they do. Unfortunately for Top. And I, 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 I think the fact that we know everything Top, Top tries to do is with the best of intentions and, and it's done with a lot of love and care there's a lot of owners that don't care you know they are just make me money that's what i want you to do i'm not giving you money you make me money that's what us you know look at the glazers and and, and and other owners like that they, they're hated by by their fan base and tops never made a decision without greatest intentions with it and i think the problem is he's been Pulled here, there, and everywhere, and he's probably had his his brother saying one thing, his 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 mum's terms focus on another. Susan Whelan's lying out of a little rat face uh, to him about about everything's hunky dory and the sun shines out of her own arsehole, um, allegedly. Um, and yeah, yes, he knew it. He knew I was going to say it this time, allegedly, um, that everything was going to be all right and he could sweep. They could sweep it under a rug. And, and unfortunately, and I, I don't know who it was who said it earlier. I think maybe a few of you have said it in the comments. The word naive thrown around. And uh, look, I know he's a full-grown adult, 
you know, he's not a child or anything. But in terms of being thrust upon the, the majority of the responsibility, being the face of Leicester, being the face of, of the King Power, he's the one that has to make these decisions. And unfortunately, business world is, is very cruel, cruel, Chris. You know this. Me and you, we've both been in, ahead of our sales teams in life. One thing we actually have in common apart from Leicester is being head of sales at some points. And we know we've had to make cruel decisions. In that time. Yeah, I know, I know. Coalkeepers unions are we. But, you know what I mean? The one thing we've all learned, and Josh, I'm sure you've learned this now, you know, now, now your wife wears the trousers, right? Sometimes you've got to make bold decisions <laughs> and brave decisions, haven't you? <laughs> so, uh, no man would argue with Josh. No man would argue with him, would they? No, no, they wouldn't. I'm definitely the John Rudkin of the relationship, I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But, you know, I mean, I think unfortunately, in the cruelest way, he has now learned the biggest life lesson he's going to learn in a business and an ownership front and that is sometimes you've got to chuck sentiment as far as you can throw it and say sorry you ain't doing your job that i'm paying you for why am i paying you oh because you're supposed to be telling you're supposed to be controlling our finances then why did it take 60 odd days for you to finally admit to me that you'd ball something up and that we didn't have anything to spend see you later get get gone get by and 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 that's something you know he's hopefully learned if nothing else from this experience do you think josh um i mean i think for me any other owner that was in this position um we basically they would be having a lot more hate i mean i will blame top and that you know that's my right as a fan of a football club to blame the owner do I hate him? No, no, that's a completely different thing. Would I? I was talking, like I say, to our, one of our, our new presenters before we came on the show, and you know, he, we know we, we don't hate the guy. Uh, we wouldn't swap him for any other owner, you know. But <sighs> many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great. But when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I mean, was it, what, what, was it Liverpool I think we just played, haven't we? It all merges into one. They were shooting the t-shirts into the crowd free t-shirts i believe they were being thrown back onto the pitch yeah yeah this is something that a free beer or a free t-shirt isn't going to to just sort of gloss over is it it's not mate and you know i think the comments i've said in the last in the last few weeks and when i've been speaking about it to to friends and and things like that i i, I don't i don't you know i'm, I'm not I've got a few, <laughs> not many, but I've got a few. Um, 
and you say, you know, I'm, I'm not fickle in the slightest. You know, I'm, and when it comes to Leicester, I'm very much a realist. It, 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 with, with Leicester, it's all or nothing. You, you, we all know it is. You either have a good season or you have a really shit season. It, it, we know that. But I think this season, it does go back to total lack of communication. Um, things be, we, know, we know things are going on behind the scenes, which nothing, nothing, nothing's been spoken about it, nothing's been said about it. I think you know, even little things like Casper Schmeichel leaving the way he did, they, they, you know, there weren't a really big goodbye or, or anything like that. He just sort of, it was sort of the case of, God, you know, he's actually going. This is a bit strange. Like, you know, nothing. Mm. I think he got like, a couple of Instagram posts from the club saying, thanks, Casper, and that was it. But, you know, even like a big, a big figure like him in the dressing room, just to up and leave, looking back now, you think, no, something ain't right. Something's got to have happened. Um uh, we we all love top. We all love you know what what his family's done for us and what they continue to do for us. Because at the end of the day, Chris, like you said, we are extremely lucky to have the owners we we, we do have. I think you know we, we are in extremely good hands. Um, but again, you know, like anything in life, when the going's good, you get the praise, and when it's not, then ultimately it's down to you know key decisions that have yeah. been made by top. Unfortunately. You do have to get called out on it, you know. It, it, yeah. They've made the board, the board, and the owners. They've made far better, better decisions than than worse decisions they have for us. But at the minute, unfortunately, I think the stubbornness and and maybe, like you say, he has been let down by by you know Susan Whelan and, and John Rudkin. It's going to really bite us on the arse this season, unfortunately, because yeah. I don't, I don't think even even up until probably two weeks ago. I don't think they believe we're getting relegated, no. and I don't know how. I don't know how because we've all seen it for the last couple of months, really, that we were really, really in the shit. So it's it's going to be a big shot, a really big shot next season for the board when they, you know, when they see twenty five thousand at the King Power, when you know for the last ten years or so they've been used to full house, full house, full house, and it's going yeah. to hit them in the pocket and fall. It is. It is. Um, we're going to come on to um, viewers. Viewers, that was sounds posh, doesn't it? Uh, the viewers chat uh, questions for us after this. But last point before we get on to that, uh, Brad, is it again? If this had been a normal season, would he have gone earlier, or did we just sort of miss the opportunities? I mean, I was very much saying last season. Look, everybody say all the Liverpool fans are saying he's got to go, he's got to go, he's awful after three seasons. Blah, and I'm saying, well, let's give him a fourth season, let's see how he gets on. You know, we finished eighth and we've got to a European semi-final. We then started awful and we stuck by him. We then had a good run and we stuck by him when the World Cup came along. Um, and to be honest with you, that wasn't particularly a, a good run because the teams we were beating, no disrespect to them, were teams that we should have been beating anyway. Come back from the World Cup, awful. Uh, we had a couple of we were like, beat Spurs and whatever in that time, but generally speaking, we got plastered by Nottingham uh, by um, by by Newcastle. Missed opportunity. We then came to uh, January transfer window, got players in, so it was given a bit. Is this the season of missed opportunity for making those decisions? It does seem that way, and you could go back to the evidence. The writing was almost on the on the wall last season, Chris. Do you remember that time that I was? Uh, I had to do. I was at. To, I was in Manchester, and I think we just had the most boringest game ever. We drew nil nil with Villa. 
And we were raging because that was like relegation form back then, wasn't it? We'd lost to Everton. We'd drawn in the most drabbish game with Villa. We were we were sliding down to four teams. And, you know, you've said it before, putting a plaster over the Grand Canyon isn't going to cover the crack that it's made out of. Um, and Brendan Rodgers had this annoying ineptability, uh, annoying ability of just when you felt like the limit was reached, he'd go and win a few games. And that happened last season, didn't it? And I just wonder, and I know they say that the old Heinz smart sauce is a, is, is a wonderful thing. Um, but <laughs> we we went on a run at the end of that season, didn't we? Where we beat the Southamptons, we beat the Watfords and we beat the Norwich. And all of a sudden it really did paper over the fact that we couldn't beat a, a, a cast down Everton. We couldn't beat a shambolic Aston Villa. We couldn't beat these teams. And like I said, we, I think we went through that mini phase last season where it was like eight games and we got two points from him and people were calling for his head and then obviously beating them teams helped us. I mean, obviously, it's all a wonderful thing to, to know what we know now, but it may have actually been better for Leicester's future had we lost, continued to lose, had we lost to Southampton, had we lost to Bournemouth and, 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 and Norwich and teams like that in that late running. It might, oh, it, that might have been enough to boot the door down. Yes, yeah. No, I, I see what you mean there. Um, we're going to go to, to viewers' questions and good evening to Rich. Welcome along. And we'll do that straight after this because, like I said, you can watch this on YouTube. You can also listen to it on YouTube on their new podcast platform as well. Lester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor and all podcast platforms. Something is coming Something big. I'm just reading here. Uh, apparently, uh, Leicester City 100 million pound action plan revealed in worst case scenario. Uh, Leicester City will reportedly, will reportedly sue Everton for £100 million if the Foxes are relegated from the Premier League in this season and the Toffees survive. Uh, the Daily Mail claim that if City are relegated, they will join voice, forces with the other two relegated clubs to sue Everton for a total of £300 million. It is said Leicester, Southampton, who are already relegated, Forest, Leeds and... Burnley here, uh, have told the Premier League they believe they're entitled to compensation from Everton if they're found guilty of breaching spending rules. Josh, I can't see that happening. Can you? I know Burnley were talking about it last season. Not a chance, mate. No, I think it's... it's I sort of hope it's not true anyway because you, you are literally grasping at straws there. But going on Everton, I think um, I read a comment just on the screen from Scott about 10 minutes ago. I think it was Scott. Um saying about how Everton sort of uh, getting away with FFP and stuff, but which is, he's right in a way, you know, I think that for the last couple of seasons, they've, um, they, they look like they've managed to swindle a few things, allegedly, I will say allegedly. Um, <laughs> but, but and you know, and, and he was, I think this, he was sort of questioning why, um, why maybe um, top at top didn't, didn't gamble and just sign players, which, you know, maybe Everton do it because they've got the shrewd businessmen that can, you know, find loopholes here and there and can get themselves out the, out the, out the shit, really. You know, 
I don't think we've got anybody really that clever enough that could, you know, find a little old here and there where you think, right, yeah, we can get away with it there. Do you know what I mean? So maybe Top literally has got, it's got no confidence whatsoever in as being able to sort of dig ourselves out of that hole. So yeah, maybe maybe that answers that question. I, I don't know, but no, I don't. I don't think it'll happen, mate. I, I, again, I know you know last season. I think like you like you say, Burnley were looking into it, and and Leeds were at the time. But no, it's just it's, it's fairy tale stuff, really. Yeah, um, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce that name. But look, Brad, you sent me that message. I don't know. I didn't know whether you were sort of being honest or taking the piss. To be honest with you, but I hope you feel better for that. Hey, sorry guys, it's just my toilet humour. Um, <laughs> I. I I know it's shit, but what can I say? But just talking then, I, I, I doubt in the toilet you were able to hear the question I asked Josh, but it was a very interesting one. Leicester uh, are joining or could be joining forces with Southampton, who are already down. Forest, Leeds, and Burnley, who may do a separate case because they were do, cause from last season, uh, and suing Everton if Everton don't get relegated. And you muted, Brad. <laughs> I'm so used to I'm so used to having to not do it. Ah, oh, forget it. Was that was that because you didn't want us to hear like you know that that sound of toilet after the? Uh... Well, I can't I can't reveal that truth now to you. No, no. Um, what's the point? They won't do anything about it. I mean, look at Ivan Tony. I mean, yeah, okay, his effect will be for the next eight months, but you you talk about things affecting team seasons. Well. What are we gonna do? Are you ri- let let's let's be honest, right? If Everton survive, right, they're already in an off proverbial behind the scenes, whether they survive or not. That that's something that cannot be uh, denied. They're in dire financial strait. They're going to be in a hell of a lot of trouble. Funny, weirdly enough, I think even if they stay up, they'll be in a worse position than we will be if we're in the championship next season. And that that tells you how bad they are financially looking at punishments. But what's the matter if we sue them? Carlos Tevez and, and, and Mascherano uh, played for West Ham and, and that illegally, illegally kept them up. Sheffield United got nothing but a kick in the teeth and relegated for it. So you can you can do what you want, but that's just two petty children trying to be petty. I mean, it might happen next season when they'll get deducted points and finally get relegated and get what they deserve, but it won't do us no favours. You know. um, Last for one me. before we come on to um, the, 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 the viewers' points, Josh, do you think it'll do us good to go down? Um, I've said this a few times. Gives us a chance to clear the decks, get rid of the dead wood, bring some new blood in. Taking a step back, two forward, if you like. Yeah, I think if by some absolute miracle, now I say this, I personally think we've got more chance of Michael Jackson resurrecting himself from the grave and bringing out a number one album than us staying up this season. I don't want another season like this in the Premier League. It, it, it's been awful, absolutely awful. You know, I mean, it's all good to say, yeah, you know, another season in the Premier League, but if it's just going to be like this, then definitely not. Personally, for me, I, I, as I say earlier, I came to the realisation we are going down quite a while ago, to be honest. I've accepted it. Nothing anybody can say to me now. People will try and banter me, but I'll, it's just like, yeah, well, we know it's coming. 
It's no surprise, really. So I'll be honest, though, I think... I think it might be a what you know. I think it might be a few years before we do come back up. I think we might be in the championship a, a bit longer than what we initially hoped for. You know, obviously we want the one season bounce back, and I'm not saying that you know we we couldn't do that, but I think this summer is it's probably going to be the biggest summer we've had for a very 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 long time because we've got to get the signings right. We've got to bring in players that know the championship that can play. As we know, the schedule is absolutely relentless. Saturday, Tuesday, yeah. Saturday, Tuesday. It's crazy, really. You've got to get the right players in and we've got to get this managerial appointment right. We've got to. And whether that be you know a younger up-and-coming, up-and-coming manager, whether we go all out and you know we try and sort of we try and sort of tempt, you know, the likes, I'm not, I'm not saying he's the right man to do it, but he's done it with Newcastle, you know, the likes of a Benitez or someone like that, that, that can, you know, set, set no, I, I, I'm, it's just an example, you know what I mean? I'm not saying he's right, but no. it's good. It's going to be a massive summer, mate. It really is. And I think, um, if it's, you know, I'd rather us get relegated now than get relegated next season. And, you know, just, just prolong the pain really, because, we we need we need a reset, a, a massive reset, and it, it's it's got to start early in the summer. And I mean, literally soon as soon as the soon as the West Ham game's finished, you know, we all want to hear right. This will be linked with manager wise, right? Get them in early, get your players in early, and then start pre season and go from there. Cause it's going to be huge. Yeah, um, Brad. Just to say, you you thought you'd nipped to the loo and gone. Uh, you know, we, we we didn't know where you'd gone. So you can't get away with anything on this channel. <laughs> Bigger than mine. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> wow. That, 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 that explains the wife. <laughs> <laughs> but right, let, let's hit some, uh, some viewers' questions here. I don't uh, hit the viewers, just having an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of them. I'm not going to lie. I'm just going <coughs> to excuse me. Just cough in there. Um, so 27 watching, and we've got eight likes. Come on, guys, let's uh, hit those likes. It does. Really, it gets the channel being seen on anybody who's not subscribed. It gets them being. It gets our channel seen on their homepage. So please smash that likes. It really does help. 29 in now, eight likes. There's 21 of you not liked it. Come on, let's have a look. Uh, I'll do these alternatively. So I'll come to Josh first. Uh, James has said, we need 11 Mark Brightons. Mark, Mark Brightons, Mark all Brightons. He's got a year left on his contract, uh, as indeed has uh, Hamza Chowdhury. And somebody again who doesn't, you know, is not afraid of going in for a tackle. Are those the sort of players that we we need? Should they be? Should we take them back next season? I'd I'd say so, mate. Definitely, I think you, you're going to need. You're definitely going to need players with their sort of attitude. Um, sort of, you know, I'm not, you know, ability wise, maybe, you know, especially Albright. As much as I love him, and he constantly gives 110 percent ability wise, he's he's is not what he was, but totally, mate. You know, you're going to want players that genuinely give a shit about the club and, and are going to drag us out 
of, of, of hopefully drag us out first time of asking of the championship. I don't I don't see how it could hurt us at, at any point. I agree, mate. I think you know if we if we had 11, 11 players with Mark Albrighton sort of attitude and commitment, then we definitely wouldn't be in the position we are this season. That's for sure. But do you think that um, with Mark Albrighton, yeah, he's a bit like a Jamie Vardy. I'm not saying he's past his best, but he's getting that bit older now. But bringing him on for the last 10, 15 minutes, running at the defence, getting those crosses in, maybe for Nacho if he stays to head on in. Um, and Chowdhury, with, um, you know, uh, who's had a good season, allegedly, at Watford. But again, you know, we know he had a fantastic game against Liverpool, then he was never seen again. But those are the sorts of players that we want because... Certainly, all right, not necessarily Chowdhury, but all Brighton, he never gave anything less than 110%. Oh, definitely, mate. And and you know what? I think I think um should Vardy, should Vardy stay another season, which I think he will. Um I think you know the, the link up between all Bright uh, Mark Albrighton and Jamie Vardy's always been really, really good. As soon as Albrighton gets the ball, you can see Vardy wanting to make the run straight away. Plays like that could be massive for us next season. It really could, especially against, you know, a, a sort of a, a lesser experienced defence that Vardy's going to come up against each each and every week. You know, I'm not that's yeah. not no disrespect to them at all. But it, it could it could, you know, the, the link up between them could produce a lot of goals. And, you know, on the on the on Hamza Chowder, you need steel in the midfield, mate. You know, don't get me wrong, he blows hot and cold. We know he does, but he ain't scared, you know, he ain't scared of putting a tackle in. He ain't scared to, you know, he'll never shirk a challenge. He might get a few red cards here and there, but, you know, you, you know, you know, you're going to get that constant commitment in the midfield, which we really like this season. It's been so poor. Um, yeah, players like Amza Chowder, mate, I think I'll definitely keep him on. And you sort of personally think that Hamza, he, he could play a big part for us next season. He really could. Because as you say, I think he's done all right at Watford this season from what I've heard. So definitely, I think he could be a big player for us. And of course, they've both got uh, championship experience from this season. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, mate. Definitely, 100%. And as you say, you know, playing that Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, you're going to need you're going to need them sort of players in. Hmm. Um, Brad, another question from James here. Uh, we need to start being a feeder club and sign players who want to stay. But that's part of our financial stability, isn't it? Buying players and selling them on. Yeah, the, the, the thing is, it's easy. It's, it's a lot easier said than, than done. And I don't think we're necessarily a feeder club to the extent of like Southampton were to, you know, to Liverpool with their players that have gone from there to them in over the years. They they were a huge feeder club. They would sell six players in a season and then try and find another eight to sell next season. And it was ridiculous. And that's ultimately what cost cost them. Well, they've not learned from their lessons, have they? Look, look, look what happened. They dragged them down to League One and now they're going back down to the championship again this season, trying to do the same. And look, it's part and parcel of football. At the end of the day, we could sign um, seven or eight players of, of great calibre and great belief, but they're always going to have one eye on your Man Cities or, and now your Newcastles and that taking interest in them. It, 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 loyalty is about as realistic as a unicorn. 
right, in football these days. It's not there. It's just not. It's so rare to find. You've got more chance of a leprechaun walking through my front door right now with a pot of gold. No, he didn't. Just checking. Just making sure. <laughs> right? I don't like the curse of a leprechaun. But no, you know what I mean? And, 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 and unfortunately, you know, you have... These clubs, our clubs are not stupid in that sense. They knew when we signed a Fafana. They knew when we signed a Telemans. They knew when we signed a Kante. Uh, you know, that's just an infamous story. You know, they probably knew with Amarez as well. And, and again, with, with certain players that are still in this squad, Madison, another one. They knew that there's that if these players hit their potential that they saw in them in their development, because you've got to remember, we got them all young. We got most of these players in, in, in their early 20s, right? No, not a chance. Please, no. Um, um, but he, these players are very young. They're ambitious, but they saw the potential that they had, that if they stayed at Leicester for three seasons or, 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 or more, right, that, and they played to the full of their ability and they gave that club everything they could and they left it all on the pitch that they could take their, their careers to the next level. You have to remember where we got these players from. You know, we got them from League Two in the French division or, or even lower. We got them from the Championship. We got them from the yo-yo clubs of Norwich's. It ain't like we were poaching them off, off, off Arsenal and Chelsea themselves. Where's the next step? It's yeah. your Man City's. It's your Newcastle now. So it's never going to be a thing that we can avoid. It's how we and have to be successful. Is a financial part of the club where we buy plays in for you know two or three or four million and we sell them for 30, 40 million. Unless exactly. You're, unless you're a Tielemans and you want to screw the club over. Um, I've got to say, Manchester City are currently beat in um, Real Madrid 2 0. Um, Coventry currently beating Middlesbrough 1 0. Uh, and uh, Ivan Tony banned for eight months. Oh, you know, I <laughs> should have had a fiver on that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, yo. Do you reckon Ivan Tony gets given that ban if he'd have moved to Chelsea or somewhere like that in the January window? I'm just, yeah. I'm not yeah. trying to call Big Six bias, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, over to you. A question for the panel. Uh, oh, that's <laughs> Scott's calling us a panel. Uh, probably as he probably means more like a fence panel than a, than a TV panel. Let's be honest with you. Uh, do you think since we got rid of the clappers, this has helped with the atmosphere? Uh, it would be or sorry, hang on. Do you think since we got rid of the clappers, this has not helped the atmosphere? It it would in, it would it would it be a fact of changing the singing section? I think they brought the clappers back, haven't they? I think they've tried everything to get the atmosphere going this season. To be honest, get rid of get rid of the clappers, bring them back. You know, to try like you say, giving out t-shirts and all sorts, giving out the honesty flags that they call them. And the thing is, mate, at the end of the day, the atmosphere is only going to be good if you're playing good football. I think we can. All, I think everybody in the ground and every Leicester fan can take. We can take losing. It's part of part of the football. As long as you see 11 players trying and, and attempting to play, it, you know, this season I take semi decent football because it's not even been that. But when, you know, you've got the paying public going week in, week out, giving up the free time, giving up three or four hours on a Saturday or in a midweek or, or whenever, if you're watching drab football, you're not going to sit there and start chanting and clapping. 
it's it's just not going to happen. It's not realistic. Um, so Scott, mate, I mean, at the time when the club was first coming, I think they first coming in the Great Escape season, didn't they? And you know, they sort of they make, they make a lot of noise, obviously. You know, and, and it, it can be a bit of an uplift, but. I think no matter no matter what this season, mate, no, they've tried everything and it, it's clearly not worked. And and I think you know a lot of credit goes to the fans as well. They've tried everything in inside the ground to try and get the players going, but it, 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 no matter what you do, it, it's not gonna it's not gonna change anything. The, the players, I mean, I hate to say it, they're just so far gone. It's untrue. Yeah, and I think Josh, you know, you you've got to see we've got to be encouraged by what we see on the pitch. I'm sure exactly, yeah. no fan goes there thinking, "Oh, I'm going to be miserable." They go with yeah. the thought, like, "We're going to get behind the team." Ten yeah. minutes into the game, we're one nil down. Exactly, exactly, mate. Definitely, and and and, and the way the season's gone. You know, even at one nil down, two nil down, you know, the crowd, you you could try and keep going because you believe that, you know, you, you can, you know, there's a chance you could you can come back into the game. But the way this season's gone, mate, it, as you say, it's been one nil straight away, two nil within ten minutes after that, three nil, four nil, and you think to yourself, fucking hell, like, you know, what's the what's the point? What you know, I'm not I'm not going to stand here singing and chanting when we're three or four nil down and we've had like one shot on target over the last three games. It's it just it's not realistic, is it really? No, no. Um, okay, over to you, Brad. Um, I think James again. I think Sutar and Faze are dreadful. The thing we, is, we, we put high hopes on those three signings we made, didn't we? Yeah, but that's because we were desperate. I mean, we lost to French Voldemort. Now, whether whether I whether you like him or despise him, like I do, he he was a talent that we somehow ripped from the grasp of a former Leicester manager begrudgingly we took him from him but um, I mean I can't wait for next year until he tells Chelsea fans that Real Madrid is dream move but um, did we expect anything? I mean 15 million and then we signed Sutar for two reasons really that if we're being really honest we signed him from a championship club because he was probably the only back defender we could get in to add assurance to, because no one was going to come to us given the position we were in. And he kind of looks a little bit like Harry Maguire, and I think we placed all our eggs in the defensive basket. They'd be the next Harry Maguire. And I don't think they're dreadful. I think they're probably the closest we've got to value for money, in, 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 you know, in terms of we've got exactly what we paid for. I mean, Wild Face can't defend the ball over the top to save his life. He was shocking against Liverpool. I mean, it's his, it's his worst team to play against because he's had two awful games when he's played Liverpool. Um, you know, and Suta's a championship player. I mean, we talk about dodgy signings off the back of a tournament, tournament uh, a certain Bartos Kaputska and, and players like that. Sorry, mate, you had one good you had one good day appearance for the Aussies and the Down Unders. You're a championship level defender, and that's what we brought. Luckily, we're going back there, though, so they'll be the best defenders next season. So, it's it's okay, James. We'll be fine next season when he's back at his standard. But sometimes you literally do get what you paid for. Not every £15 million player becomes a £50 million player. Sometimes you do get your money's worth, and that's what we got in the pair of them. They're not awful by any stretch of the imagination. They're just not... Yeah, I think... 
Sorry, Brian. I think I think just touching on that as well. I think it knowing out that they've both been just completely just chucked in at the deep end, completely yeah. chucked in at the deep end, and they, unfortunately they were both on a they were, they were both on a hiding on a hiding to nothing really. I think so, and I think you know any player that comes in in a winning team is always going to settle easier than if they come yeah. in in a team that's struggling. Sorry, Brad, I had to mute you then because of the. Uh, the, the 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 noise. Um, so yeah, I don't think they're necessarily. I think it's too. I mean, they've not. Let's face it. They've only been in what January it was February, March, April, May. They've not even been in four months yet. So I think we have to give them uh, 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 some 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 time. Um, right. Let's have a look at um, who, who's that. This is back to you now. Then um, uh, Josh. Um, do you think that Top has had possibly more focus on Leven than what there is at Leicester? No, not at all. Um, less, I mean, don't. I, I mean, I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I'm a bit sort of not ignorant towards Leven at all. It's, it's, they're not a team. That, I mean, I look out for the results because obviously they're the sort of if we're in a partnership with us, and you know, we're obviously Top being the owner. But I think Top knows that. Not and it sounded ignorance at all, but you know, Top knows where his bread's buttered with his footballing team. We are, we are his 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 major project. Um, again, I don't, you know, that's a good point though, Scott. I didn't really take into account. You know, he does have another football club that he owns, and he has to look after as well. But no, I think um, I think lessons. Of, I mean, obviously, as well, as well as you know, King Power obviously being his his, his focal point in, in his. His main his main project, which is understandable, because that's where his money comes from. But um, no, I think I think out of both the clubs, that is, we've had we've had the most we've had more attention than Lovren, definitely. I think so. Or, or let's be honest with you, we don't um, we don't actually necessarily see what goes on at Leven. I I, I yeah, never exactly, yeah. I never follow them at all, to be honest with you. That's right, mate. Yeah. Um, it's hard. I think. I think I can understand where Scott's coming from because I think we're all just sort of looking for looking for questions and and and, and hoping for answers that that, that we want to hear. Do you know what I mean? So I can see. I can see. It's an It's an interesting question, but it's something that now I think he knows that you know. At the end of the day, you know we've been in the Premier League now for the last coming up to ten to ten years next year since we since we got back into the Premier League, won't it? So. Yeah. Um, every, everybody know, not, you know, most football fans know who we are, no matter where you go in the world. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think his focus has been has been on Leicester as it's always been. Yeah, and I'm just looking there. Uh, can I can I just quickly add on to that, Chris? Because I know I can't speak for me, and that is the thing is that people maybe don't realise is we are not the only club that has a secondary club by our owners. There's a thing in, in, in this footballing world where you have a association with clubs and normally it's like to help a lower league side out. But Man City, I believe, have a club. Um, I'm sure there's others that can tell me that they've got others. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Chelsea has a secondary club. And, and you only have to look at a player that's gone completely under the radar and one that's left the club since. But we have sent certain players over to that secondary club 
to loan our players out to give them first team football. It's like a feeder club in its own right, but it's specifically for the club that you send the players that maybe are on the cusp of getting into the under 21s. I mean, look at that American kid that we signed that everybody seems to have forgotten about. Yeah. And he went straight to them. You know, he, he didn't even touch down in the training ground, did he? He had his photo taken. He was on the first flight out to Belgium to go and play for them because that's where we wanted him to. And I think people forget it ain't an investment in terms of, oh, well, if Leicester goes all wrong, I'll sell him off and concentrate on my Belgian side. No, they're there to help Leicester. And, and give a little bit of that because they were knocking on the European door, weren't they, in the Belgian league? So there, there was a little bit of potential there for them to do that. Again, I don't profess to care. I'll be honest with you, or know how well they're doing, and if they have been the doing what the in the league, or the so they've had a yeah. yeah. So I don't think it's anything to do with oh, there's a there's a fail safe. If I, if I get tired of running Leicester City, I can sell them on and take that. No, it's there to benefit the development of players coming through if they're struggling to find them a club to get them out on loan. Or like the American, get them used to the European game straight off the bat. Send them, send them there, sort of thing. No, uh, I, I agree. Let's stick with you because it's your question now. Uh, Scott's saying, uh, "Do you believe, as a panel, we have lost too many leaders in the club, and that is why performance has maybe not been at the level needed?" Um, before you answer that, I mean, for me, Michael had to go. I think he was. I think we remember him for what he was rather than what he was at the end. Uh, I think he was, like I say, he was Dracula. He, he was scared to crosses, but he had to go. But as a leader, my God, yes, I believe we missed him. Yeah, I think we have. I think we've still had leaders because we've still had Johnny Evans there. And I, you know, you don't need to be fit to be a leader in that dressing room to be a voice that everybody turns around at and really listens to what you, you, you're saying. You know, you'd like to think with how ambition he's been and, 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 and the main driving force at times during our season that Madison would be a bit of a leader in there, although you'd probably argue his head's up his own arse thinking about Saudi holidays for Newcastle. Um, that seems to be the case this season. You know, Vardy is a notable voice in that dressing room that's always been there. I just think maybe... We have missed that type, and we and unfortunately we will never know if there was a plan in action. Maybe Rogers went off a belief and an information. And again, you bring it back round full circle to to our first talking point about the transfer saga scenario. Maybe there was a plan. Maybe, maybe there was a bit of ah. I've got no choice to put all my eggs in Danny Ward being our new number one because I can't go out and really replace him. You know, maybe there was an intention and maybe they were riding up somebody just to give a fresher voice. Because, again, like we talk about burnout and stuff like that, sometimes hearing the same voice, it just becomes, and Chris is going to hate me because I'm going to say a word that he can't say or, or pronounce when he reads it. It's mundane, you know, just becomes blasé to these players. Yeah, I don't know what Rad was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you do that, you horrible kid. But no, point. <laughs> uh, no, and I just think sometimes you need to freshen that voice up. So I agree. Casper was needed to be passed the torch in that, not just in the dressing room leadership, but in on the pitch as well. Far more complaints and praises for him last season. So the timing was right, in my opinion. Um, I think sometimes, like I said. 
you know, them voices, you know, you get a bit, oh, yeah, we know, we get it, try, roll. You know, I know it sounds horrible, like, they, why, why wouldn't it listen to it? But when you hear the same person saying the same thing to you week in, week out, sometimes them players are like, yes, we've been hearing that for three years. Can we hear something else now? Because these guys aren't listening to it. And I just think we missed that opportunity to replace them voices. Um, someone who brings a bit of grit and someone who's going to, and I, you know, rumours, well, talks of players that have come come away from the club and said, you know, said stuff about him since. Casper Schmeichel was not afraid to grab you by the scruff of the neck and say, you better pack, pack your ideas up. And some of these players have lacked that here in this season. I think that's what we have missed from Schmeichel. And I think we've also missed the fact, yes, we've got Johnny Evans there, but we've missed having somebody like that on the pitch. Um, Josh, to you, um, last one. Would the panel prefer to see the youth play against Newcastle or give the superstars another chance to get an embarrassing loss? I think it all depends. Uh, obviously, because we're, we're um, the last game to, to play, of the, to fix to be played at the weekend. For me, like I say, we're down, barring an absolute miracle. Um, it all depends on what happens in the Leeds, Forest and Everton. Well, say, it's Forest and Everton, really. They're, they're sort of games. If we're gone by Monday, I'd give the youth a chance because it, we'd have nothing to lose then. It, we'd already be down and you might as well just see what happens. Have a look at players for next season, see who can do a job and look at players who you're looking to move on. So, I think regardless, it's... The sort of the Newcastle game is it's probably bigger for Newcastle than it is for, and that sounds awful I know but I think because we've all in the mindset that we're down anyway it's a game that sort of both teams well both teams have got to win regardless Newcastle if they win I think or I think I don't know if they play I think they play Brighton is it tomorrow I think they play Brighton yes yeah I think, I think if they, well then again if they win that you see then they're guaranteed top four regardless so it could. It all depends on that result. But again, against Brighton, it's going to be a tricky one. But it could be a game potentially both teams need to win. Um, so no matter what, it's going to be a tricky game. But personally, I think I think results will go against the weekend anyway. And I think by Monday, I hate to, again. I hate to say it, but I think I'm just sort of preparing myself for the worst. So when it does happen, it's sort of a case of right. It's done now. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a few of the youngsters giving a go. Definitely, by that point, I think that I think we'll have nothing to lose and we'll be gone by then. Unfortunately, now we could sort of say, right, it's it's happened now. See what happens. Go out, do what you can, play as well as you can, and then it gives us a good indication of the players that I hope. Well, we want to keep for next season, and as I say, players that you're like, nah, you know, you, you've had your lot. We'll um, we'll bid you farewell. I, I didn't realise, but yes, Everton have got Wolves at the weekend. Um, and if they, yeah, like you say, if they if they get a win, then that's goodbye, not good night Vienna for us, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm just looking when their game is actually being played. Uh, Saturday at three o'clock. So I'm out, <laughs> which might not be a bad thing. Uh, I'm out of the pub, so if it does go wrong, I'll just stay there and get pissed. Uh, Chris, I'll be honest with you, mate. I stopped looking at other teams' results a while ago because we we weren't capitalising on it regardless anyway, so it didn't really make it... It's not really made a difference, has it, really? The only reason I was saying was because you'd said about 
we could be down yeah. by Monday night. And I'm thinking, yeah. I, my next question was going to be, Brad, if we lose to Liverpool, is that it? No matter about West Ham, but it doesn't. It's not going to make any difference because, like you say, if Everton managed to beat Wolves, we are down yeah. anyway. Um, but I will say to you, Brad, I will ask you uh, before we, we move on: um, Is if let's say Everton? I mean, I'm just looking who Everton have got. Actually, they've got. Um, final game the season. Bournemouth final game, yeah. So really, we've got West Ham final game. They've got Bournemouth. You've got to say they they they've probably got the better chance of winning. Yeah, you would say that, but I'm kind of with I'm kind of with Josh on the point. I'm just preparing myself so when it does inevitably happen, and whether and even if Everton lose, right? Even if Everton and Leeds lose, right, I still will be expecting us to be relegated. It just softens the blow, but there's something about the way Everton have performed. I mean, don't get me wrong, every time that they've conceded first, they've crumbled like us, so, you know, an early goal for Wolves, and, or you know, and then they go into Bournemouth game, and Bournemouth might be up for it, for it but you just you're looking at their fixtures and even Leeds fixtures, and you're thinking they're surely not going to lose both them games. And I know, I know mathematically they could lose and draw, and we'd still stay up if we beat West Ham, sort of thing. But you're just thinking they've got something about them. They've got a little bit of grit between their teeth. I mean, Leicester ain't got no teeth. They ain't even got false teeth right now to have a bit of grip between. So, does it really matter in a sense? Obviously, yeah, it does if they lose and West Ham, West Ham sit on the pitch for 90 minutes and don't play football, it'll matter because we'll, we'll hopefully score at least one goal and win the game 1-0. But, you know, realistically, you're looking at it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me if, if Everton and Leeds, I don't know, say if Leeds had Man, Man City and then Man United and then... You know, you know, and 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 Everton, and, and Everton had the reverse of them too. They had Man United first and Man City. It wouldn't bother me if they if they lose them games because I don't see Leicester winning until maybe August the fifteenth or whenever the Championship season kickstarts again. That's when I'm most optimistic we'll win a game of football again. Well, after all those questions, and there were there were a lot of questions, so thank you very much for asking those. Um, let's have a, have a little bit of this, shall we? I don't want to know what Brian's going to say. I'm asking you, how are we just Leicester? Because there needs to be context, Gorinda. You need to understand why I said it. Hang on. We made our mark in history, Yeah, Chelsea fan. We, what did we do? We made our mark in history, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, no, no, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, absolutely. But you need, there needs to be some context as to what... I think, Gorinda, I think what he's trying to say is, is that I think Brian come on and it, it was a very bit entitled, like an entitled fan and saying, well, you know, Le- Leicester City are Leicester City. You know, there's there's no, they're not Man United, they're not Arsenal. Without you knowing what Brian said, you're not going to fully understand why I said what I said. I'm not going to listen to a Brian. Why am I going to listen to Brian? You was mocking Leicester, though. Well, so here's the deal, Gorinda, right? Ooh. Brian phoned up and he said that he's not going to go. He's going to throw his ticket away. 
He's not going to go to the Liverpool game, and he's he's not going to go to any other game. He said he said he doesn't want to go and watch a Championship game, basically, right? And that well, made me. Second. I'm going to be there on Monday. I'm going to be there, Leicester, Liverpool. And do you know what? We're going to get three points. I've, I've actually wholeheartedly, I feel we're going to get three points. We are going well, to Brian's get not going to be there. Brian's not going to be there. So again? <laughs> Who cares about Brian? I know, but, you, got, but you, 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 need to, you need to know what the conversation was about. You can't join a conversation without yeah. knowing what was said before you turned up. That's the point. What I was saying is, how dare Brian? Elite. Uh, how how did that go for you, Gorinda? We're going to beat Liverpool. Great prediction. <laughs> oh, I've got to love it. Apparently, uh, just come up an investigation into Leicester City's relegation rivals. Everton cannot be fast-tracked by the Premier League, according to reports. The Toffees are being investigated over the financial fair play allegation, but the Premier League cannot intervene before that has... I don't know how long it's going to take them because they've been doing it for three years. So I, I think the Premier League are hoping can you, that... that, can, that you, can, can you smell that, Chris? It's, is, it, is it chicken? No. Is it cow? No. Ah, that's it. It's, it's bullshit. Can't get involved. Don't want to get involved more like you bunch of allegedly... Money I grabbing, bribing, allegedly money grabbing, allegedly. I think what they are hoping is that they get relegated and then it's not not their problem. But uh, but we are going to try and get Gorinda on the um, prediction show next season, and then Steve has requested that so that at least he won't be bottom. Guys, I think look, we'll we'll be there next season, won't we? Rain or shine, whatever happens, we'll be we'll be following the foxes. Um, no, sorry, mate. I'm too elite. Can't I can't do it. It's me, me, me Mastercard don't allow it. Me elite card. I will look for you. I will find you, and I will kill you. Yeah, I think that's what we'll do with Brad then. Josh, brilliant to have you back, mate. Thank you so very, very much. Um, I'd say enjoy the game on Monday, but I know we're not going to. Um, but let's, it's, it's great to have you back. And I think, let's just say, just for you, Josh. You are watching Lester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chums. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it's Lester Till I Die TV. Just put a hat on that and you've got twins. <laughs> <laughs> As Jason would say, separated at birth. <laughs> I tell you what, that, that, it looks like me trying to keep up with our defence all season. That head movement, all over the place, all over the place. <laughs> for the ball as well, Josh. We'll speak soon and we'll get you back on. Thanks, it's great to have you back, and thanks very much for tonight. Pleasure, chaps. Look after yourself. Speak to you again soon, lads. And you, mate. Take care, you old dosser. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, whoops, Daisy. There we go. Thanks so very much. He kicked him that. out. That's the first time Tyson's got knocked out. Stay down. <laughs> uh, don't, don't be careful. You're next. Brad, thank you so very much, sir. Um, we are back tomorrow night because tomorrow night is the preview, uh, Brad. Right. Preview, not predictions. Okay. No, no it is the preview.
preview tomorrow. Um, Newcastle away. Jesus. Oh, I know you said it's a preview tomorrow, but I'm predicting a beating. Yes. <laughs> what about the football? <laughs> oh, yeah, well, we'll talk about that after nine o'clock. We'll have to wait till the watershed. If there's a lot uh, going to be happening between now and the end of the season, depending where we are, but I think we know where we're going to be. So plans are starting to be put in place. The new look, you've seen it. I hope you like it. I've got to get rid of the Premier League trophy there, unfortunately, uh, and we'll have a different background. Uh, but, hey, there's a new look, new shows, new channels. It's all going to be very, very interesting. And if you want to take part, and I wish I'd loaded it up, but I haven't, um, which is typical of me, but if you want to take part in next season's Prediction League, uh, there's no prize because everyone was too tight to pay to take part. So it's just going to be for fun only. Um, make sure to follow Brad on his Twitter account, which is at Full Time Focus. No gaps, no underscores, uh, no spelling mistakes. So at Full Time Focus. And uh, be sure to follow him. Let him follow you back. And uh, we will be telling you more about how to get involved with the Prediction League. But you have got to be following Brad to be taking part. Brad, I will see you tomorrow night, 7 o'clock tomorrow. Yeah, I will see you then at 7. I'm there for that. I'm joined by Paul from the Tune Review. And the funny thing is, how different is it? Because, what, 15, 16 months ago, our roles were completely reversed. Yeah, if they hadn't have struck, uh, pardon the pun, if they hadn't have struck gold with the Saudi takeover, they would be, well, they'd probably be fighting it out with Burnley for the championship title this season. So I'm sure he's very over the moon that uh, they got rescued in the way that they did. Although you could say that, you know, minus the odd sign or two, you know, fair play Eddie Howe, he had to work with, uh, you know, he turned shite into a gold mine as well, so... Yeah, this is true. Brilliant, mate. I will see you tomorrow. Thank you very much. Take care, buddy. Take care. See you later, everybody. At Full Time Focus, be sure to go and follow him if you want to be part. Well, follow him anyway. But if you want to be part of the Prediction League next season, make sure you are following him. Um, because if you don't, you can't take part. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Thanks to Josh and thanks to Brad. Thanks to everybody in the chat. Too many to mention. Thanks to Mike and thanks to uh, um, Scott for modding in there. Um, thank you for all your questions and for joining in. Otherwise, we'd just be three old guys sat here talking to each other. But thank you all. Thank you to everybody that's been listening via podcast, whether that be on YouTube or on your favourite podcast platform. Please don't forget to subscribe. We're trying to get to the 2K. Make sure to smash those lights. It does get a scene where in places we're not normally seen. Yeah, that could be sound wrong, couldn't it? Click that notification bell. And don't forget, join and become a member if you want to. I'll see you tomorrow at 7 for the Newcastle preview. Yeah, it's going to be horrible, isn't it? But um, thank you to everybody. And, of course, thank you to the members. This has been LTID TV. I've been Chris. I will return, as will this guy. Good night. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too or I'll be back. 
Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. conclude this evening's entertainment it's the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect ultimate delivery now on the mcdonald's app you in at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.